0: Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from Pepin Reacts. And here we have today my best friend. His name is Meter. How are you doing, Meter? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing excellent. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't see your catchphrase, but I guess that is the ultimate troll is, is not saying it. So thank you.
1: If you say it every time, it's no good. You got to have one time where you don't say it.
0: Okay. This marks the anniversary
1: of the show.
0: Uh, it's been about six months. So it's really great for this anniversary to take place. Uh, How Mm -hmm. are we going to celebrate?
1: I think we should watch an episode of Breaking Bad.
0: Celebrate. Yeah. Okay. See, See, that's like kind of like a great outlook on life because oftentimes the best way to celebrate something is the thing itself. That's true. Like if you're dieting, the best way to treat yourself for dieting is when I'm not eating food,
1: right? It's to die. Oh, oh. Is that not is that not what a diet is? <sighs> Correct. That's not what a diet is.
0: So, if you want to see more videos like this, I I don't really sure what you should do. Figure it out. And we'll get into it here. So uh, this may be a timer-based reaction or it may be a reaction-based reaction. So, hey, just check out the doobly-doo for more instructions on how to handle this. All right, that was episode 500 of Breaking Bad. This episode, you met a very important character. We met the guy that took the fall. Good on you. He saved Badger from that terrible, terrible fate of... Mm -hmm. Informing in Heisenberg because that's the worst fate of all. I mean, if that main character gets inconvenience and put to jail, the show's over. So that is just fantastic. Great on you, Badger. Though there's probably more direct ways of kind of dealing with it. But overall, I think this episode was really strong. It interest, introduced us. It introduced us to a new character, Saul Goodman, who I can't say I quite understand him quite yet. I get his his gist there, but. I'm, try- I'm trying to understand his emotional backbone, but I'm sure that will be explored as the show goes on. I know that Saul actually has his own spinoff show called Better Call Saul. Uh, so I-, I know that he's a well-loved character because, you know, it just seems likely. But uh, I'm kind of wondering where he's going to take this. And things happen different to how I predicted. But uh, th- that's kind of my general thoughts on the episode.
1: What are your general thoughts, Meter? Loved it. Great episode. Love seeing your reaction on a lot of the things that happen. Uh, it's fun for me to be a part of the reaction series and also get to like half the time those who are watching will see like uh, that I'm turning over here when things happen or like shooting my eyes over because this is where you live when we're watching the episode on this screen. So. I'm, I'm constantly looking over and being like, what's Pepin's reaction to this? <laughs> Everyone wants to know, well, how does Pepin react? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: let's start off the episode here. So, let's go with the Badger plot here, because the Badger plot's probably the easiest to take care of. So, we have the cold open, and he is approached by this guy, and he knows this guy's a cop, essentially. And then he sells him drugs anyway. I, yeah. I, I feel like he, maybe what it was is he shit test the guy enough to trust him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but what really sold him is like, you know, like the constitution, like if you ask somebody to be a cop, you know, they ain't going to be a cop, right? And he's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's rules uh-huh. with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, that was, uh, something that people said for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, You got to believe came from a cop to begin with. Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I wonder if that's like propaganda they put out there just to trick people. Uh, It had to be. It has to be right. Yeah. But so I, I think that whole scene was great in illustrating the two aspects of Badger. Number one is he's a complete idiot. Like, like he's this very, very, I don't know. not very smart but also number two that he does have a good sense of things like like he identified every single reason why that guy was an informant right Mm -hmm. so it's not it's not that he doesn't have some sort of capacity he just he he just kind of fucks around too much it's like "Ah, whatever i you know i i roughed you up a little bit here's some math pretty much yeah (laughs)
1: Anyone who's buying meth and says, ah, uh, you've turned me off to the idea of meth, is probably <laughs> not there to buy meth.
0: I, I got to say, the the, uh, the cop there, like, it, it's weird how much of a difference, like, just having a suit and everything, suit and badge, versus just, like, his other clothes. Because I, I could be bought, he looked like a junkie, you know, uh, w- when he was there. But, you know, when he's in an officer uniform, like, oh, that makes sense, he's an officer. It's just weird how clothes can make the person sometimes.
1: It, it very much does, and I mean the the badge really is the the thing there because like if he was if you just saw him walking down the street in a suit, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's a cop."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's it's the badge. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think I think looking back on it, like I think the guy, the cop, did a, did he did a good job portraying himself as like being legit. I think with the, maybe one line you said is like, you know, I, I think I'm just going to quit. This isn't enough. Like that does seem kind of like strange. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not something a junkie would say like it, no. it, it's something someone would say if it was their first time, but that's, that's not something someone would say if it was the first time trying to like do it. Yeah. So just, just very odd, but we saw, I guess it's a little bit of foreshadowing there. Then, I mean, two different levels. We saw like the bench And it said, better call Saul. So number one, kind of foreshadowing calling Saul and him coming into the picture. But also number two, foreshadowing that Saul had Badger's back in a weird way. Maybe looking Mm -hmm. too much touched into it, but I I think there was a metaphor there. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this whole episode was about Saul. Mm -hmm. Realistic.
0: So Saul comes in and he's defending Badger. And his whole thing was money. Like, number one, he came in there and he completely controlled the situation. Like, he talked down to both Badger and this agent. Like, like he just started rattling stuff off so quick. And it was so hard for them to really process and kind of, kind of comprehend. They had nothing to say. And mm-hmm. I think it was very, very effective because it it shamed Badger so fucking bad that he just, like he's now just going to keep his mouth shut because yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I am. I need, I need to let this guy take control.
1: That's that yeah, guy he, he did uh, a great job of, of controlling the situation for sure.
0: Yeah. It, it, we'll get to that a little bit later. Cause it, it was really incredible. How he showed the situation with Walt and Jesse uh, later in the episode where he was held captive, but it's, it, it's, it was really kind of interesting. And I kind of, it kind of made me feel like this, uh, this undercover cop was, like, I kind of felt like he was maybe competent to begin with, maybe a little bit of a, a hint that maybe it's not as competent, but then he has get, like, trounced on right there, like, just diminished, and then later in the episode, he's being, like, super happy, and like, oh, yeah, we got him, this is a great drug bust, and it's just like, oh, he's just an overconfident, like, uh, kid here, uh, oh, like, maybe part of that is kind of, like, how Saul framed him, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know.
1: It seems easy to easy to trick. Whereas Hank didn't seem as easy.
0: hmm That's true. That's true. Cause Hank had suspicion there. Uh, also so Saul is walking through the office, he sees Hank there, and then they have a little back and forth. Saul's trying to get information, just very blunt about it. Like like he is like an upfront salesman. Like he will tell you like all of the little details there. And he just came off with like such a, like a good quip. Like Hank didn't even try. He's just like.
1: Yeah. Like, Hank tank.
0: Like a hundred percent. Like effortlessly. I guess part of it is it, Hank, Hank is, I'm not going to say that Hank likes competence, but Hank knows when he's beaten or, If you kind of outwit Hank, he'll be like, hey, hey, like, you know, hold off there. Like, he'll kind of like give the person some sort of credit in in his own way, right? Mm. He couldn't, he knew he couldn't one up that, like, in any sort of way. I mean, maybe he could if he had enough time, but he did not have enough time to react to that. He's, so he's just like, ah, shit.
1: Yeah, it it definitely shut him up immediately when when Saul shot back at him, and that kind of ended the entire dialogue. Mm.
0: Mm hmm. And so Badger doesn't want to be an informant, but he also doesn't want to go to prison. But what was Badger's whole outlook on that? Is it that he wanted to be? What did he want to do?
1: What What did he think was best for himself? I don't think he was really a part of any of the decision making. Mm-hmm. Other people were making the decisions for him. I think that was kind of the whole whole point here. I see.
0: Yeah. I guess it's true because they never really consulted Badger because we have uh, Heisenberg who Heisenberg's trying to find a situation that will benefit himself though I'll come to a point where I'm unclear on some of the aspects of that Jesse is trying to protect his relationship with a friend and then Saul is just trying to do the I I think Saul's whole impetus is I'm going to do what this job is worth like like, Mm -hmm. the amount of money I'm being paid I will put that much effort into it
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's clear he knows what he's doing.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Because G- he got offered 10000 and then I guess he got offended by that but then he got offered enough but then again it was a gunpoint and then he just kind of went for it.
1: Yeah.
0: So, ends up Badger does get off it seems and he was an informant but it was like a false flag sort of thing. Uh, Overall, uh I gave Badger a uh, seven out of ten,
1: okay, yep room to grow <laughs>
0: I, I I don't think he did the bad job, but he doesn't do a great <laughs> job as go hey yeah
1: Plenty of uh <laughs> opportunity there in those three points that he's missing i
0: I, I don't think he is he's a character. Uh, I, I, I think mm-hmm. my opinion of him has raised from my initial meeting of him, but not by much. Yeah. There. But, uh, where do you think would be best to tackle next?
1: Um, have we even tackled anything yet?
0: <laughs> I, I, I think so. Right. We, we talked about badger. Okay. Yeah. I mean, probably the greatest character of all time. Next to Mason. Mark. Probably. I don't no, know what's his name that's yeah. him yeah Mark so, so. Is that the baby <laughs> <laughs> Mark the baby so I, I guess we get a little bit hampered here so actually let's, let's go on to Jesse and his girlfriend who might be his girlfriend hey. I don't know so it seems like they fucked uh, uh I get that strong impression somehow
1: yeah, I think that was implied. Yeah,
0: yeah, and she is a recovering addict. She said, "Yeah." And Jesse's just trying to play off that. I don't know. Jesse just is just kind of go with the flow. Like anything sh- that someone says, he just kind of like I don't know. He he's able just to like go in
1: any direction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he just wants to. He just like he wants more from from Jane, like he likes what they have there. So mm-hmm. I think he likes her and is kind of willing to shift his own uh, habits based on her needs, or hmm. at least how he perceives them.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I I wonder what she was using for drugs in the past, because we know it was weed, right? and she's talking about being a stepping stone. I know some people will talk about how like marijuana is not a gateway drug and stuff like that. And I I do think that's valid for the most part, but I do think there are some people who maybe are, they use harder drugs and they can get escalated by getting back into that scene. Like at all, like, like Mm -hmm. either it's complete absence from it, or if they start with weed, then they'll want something a bit more. And they kind of just climb that like ladder of, uh, of, of drug use so I, I think she might be one of those types but my question is well, what drugs was she using prior was it uh was it meth was it cocaine uh maybe it was uh, uh i don't know i could see her being a party maybe it's molly
1: could be alcohol oh
0: that's true that's true uh and of course just to throw the other uh possibilities some, some people they get calmed out by weed or different drugs like uh, some people smoke weed so they don't uh uh, do meth or something like that. I don't know. I'm sure it's a thing. I've heard it once. So that's another thing. But uh, so yeah. J- Jesse gets to bed eventually, and then they don't even wrap it. They just kind of do it right there on, on the plastic wrap. Yeah. To me, that just seems wrong. Why? Because like it's on plastic. Like I've never, I've never like had sex on plastic, and it doesn't seem right.
1: Well, you should try it sometime. You
0: think I should? No. Yeah. I, I I I guess I get it because it's just like so eager to do it, and th- this yeah. this point's being way too belabored right here. But uh, it, it just seems it just seemed like an atrocity.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think it just was exemplary of them wanting to get back into being together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that's the, the entire point there it'll be interesting to see what you know as as Jesse's social life progresses how that all plays out especially with her being recovering from something and him being a, one of the major drug dealers in the state
0: mm-hmm. I, I kind of am trying to ascertain what their chemistry is exactly I feel like for Jane she's attracted to Jesse because Jesse has ambition, but I feel like Jesse might be attracted to her cause she's laid back and cool. Maybe there's something more there,
1: but I mean, they have connected multiple times on different things. Uh, drawing was one of them. That's right. That's right. This um, disappointment of their parents being mm-hmm. another one. Uh, now drug use is on that list. So I think they're very similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think they have a very compatible sense of humor, too. Because, well, I don't know. Jane started a flat-screen TV, and they just kind of looked at it. And Jesse's playing it off, but Jane kind of sees the humor and all of that. And just kind of make it into a bit of a joke. Yeah. So, there was that whole plot line. So, it seems like they're escalating their relationship.
1: Talk to me about Hank.
0: Hank. So, Hank is barely holding his shit together. hmm And so Marie was worried about him, which is kind of strange. Like, she didn't quite even know how to handle him, which, like, I don't know what that indicates about Marie, but it seemed kind of, I don't know, she just didn't know what to do. I guess if you have somebody who is just so strong-willed like that, to see him in that state, you're kind of just, like, at a loss because
1: you're not used to dealing with that mm-hmm so I think she also confronts problems head-on and he was doing what she does and just denying there was a problem at all and she doesn't like that's her best defense so she doesn't know how to get around it because she's like there's no way to get around that Ah, uh,
0: yeah so she's, she's like dealing with a reflection a little bit I know yeah hmm. so she tried to get Skylar. I don't know how much Skylar would be helpful in that situation
1: Well, she's reaching out for her sister. Yeah.
0: Okay, maybe for emotional support for herself.
1: That and, I mean, who got around Marie's stubbornness and denial. Hmm. Okay. Skylar broke her down, so. That's true.
0: That's true. Okay, these are good points. So, Walt decides to go there. And the conversation they had together was very... Like I don't know how to read it. This is like, it, it it feels like something that's very hard to perceive. Like there's a lot of subtext and everything. Like some of the basis of it was what was talking to himself in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And and, mm-hmm. and the other aspect was I, I don't I don't know I don't know because it is much like the motivational speech he gave to Jesse in a way, but it felt mm-hmm. more real to me. Yeah, and I, I I don't know if Hank expected that from Walt either. And it's almost like Hank got called out by Walt, and then Hank's like, "Oh shit, I do gotta, I do gotta like be a honey badger here."
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he told him what he what he needed to hear. He knew what Hank needed to hear, and he was able to to supply that. But I think the reasonings there are what's more interesting than the actual action itself. Why would he do that? Why does he want Hank back working in the DEA, literally hunting him?
0: So I thought it was that he wanted Hank back away in Mm -hmm. wherever he was, because what made me think that is you are making the argument that now that Hank's gone from that location, wherever they are, uh, Walt has been able to gain massive success like super quick through the the Mm -hmm. drug trade and so he might have associated Hank with the lack of Hank would be with his success because it's it's a huge big hurdle to overcome and if Hank comes back here permanently now Walt's actions are going to be very limited and he's kind of going to be a huge obstacle so his motivation is to get Hank the fuck out of there
1: is it though? I think so. Was he there as Heisenberg, or was he there as Walt supporting his family? Because we know that the impetus for all of this, at least initially, was family, right?
0: hmm
1: And that's an undertone in pretty much everything that, that happens is his relationships and family. So I feel like Walt was there, at least in part, to support his family in a time when his family needed him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He picked up the phone when he heard that, that Hank wasn't okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think also, in a way, I think that conversation kind of, specifically when Hank said, "We don't have any overlap," like that level of somebody being that much in denial that Walt could ever do anything even close to similar to, to where Hank's at. Heisenberg could see that as a benefit. If the person chasing me will never look at me that way, that's the guy I want back. Trying to find me. Because he's never going to look at me. Look through me to somebody else. Hmm. So it's possible that that was in there as well. Hmm. A little bit of mixture between the two.
0: I I think we foreshadowed that something here. uh, Which is that. Hank is going to gain control and meaning. Through tackling the problems. And kind of like. Sterning himself. So. I think I said this at one point during the reaction. Some of the stories about Walt taking off the layers and becoming his Heisenberg, like him undressing uh, or becoming his true self. Whereas I think Hank is more going to be putting on the impetus of responsibility or whatever, you know, some sort of meaning and kind of going after that. Uh, In some way, it's Walt becoming who he really is. And then Hank becoming someone he wants to be. And so what gave Walt pleasure or meaning is, like he was talking about dealing all the problems he had dealt with in the past and how he just felt miserable because of fear. And then ever since he got the diagnosis, he hasn't felt that. And my hypothesis has been, that's the reason is because he's now got the control. He can control the situation. He controls his outlook. It it controls very related to violence here. Hank right now is in a similar spot where he has a of control. He just doesn't feel like he's in any control of his life or these situations or anything like that. And so I think Walt's advice to him is to kind of do the Heisberg or maybe not quite like that, but you know, grab control of the situation and go out there and get your retribution or do what you need to do. Like to just kind of like, like be a tank. And I think that's the advice that got Walt through it. And I feel like that's foreshadowing that that's the route Hank's going to go. We're going to see Hank kind of go from, honestly, a little bit of a coward in some way to someone who is extremely strong and just resilient. I mean, not saying he wasn't to some degree before, but I don't think... I think he was Fox resilient, uh, like kind of a bit fake, more more portrayal. I think we're gonna actually going to see Hank just get hardened.
1: So tell me about Saul?
0: Saul? Saul is a little bit hard to, to, to pin down right right yet. I think his number one concern is money. Th- that, that's definitely true. He seems to have connections with the cartel or some drug gang, it seems. Because the first thing when he got kidnapped by them was that, uh, you know, was it blah, blah, blah? Was it blah, blah, blah? And he started speaking a little bit of Spanish there. And... Uh, it seems like he has some sort of other connection there that he is concerned about. Maybe it's just another client of his, but, you know, I, I think he has a connection with, with that. Saul is very, very intriguing in that he is just a salesman to the heart. He's a bit of a pig. He's very, very blunt. This makes off-color jokes all the time. He's almost like Hank in a way. But... He's able to talk himself out of like any situation at this point. Like, just just the when he got taken captive there, he did fear for his life. We saw a bit of emotion there; like it felt real, like he was really fearing for his life with the whole grave and everything. But then it became very obvious that, like, he he saw an inn and he he just took control of the situation. Somehow, he turned that to his benefit as shown by the next scene where now they're paying Saul $80,000. And I guess the pound of meth, but the pound of meth was to do the plant on uh, the other guy. But, you know, somehow he just turned that whole situation to his benefit, which like that, you need like a criminal level of like 500 to do that. Like, I don't, I don't know. He, he, he has a career of getting criminals off and he's a salesman. His name is out there. Like he's very, very popular. Uh, I guess he has a reputation being somewhat criminally linked as Jesse said. Uh, How much of that is what he's done exactly is a little bit unclear. And I don't know if you want to play out that for a second.
1: I mean, he's, he's got his, he's got his brand out there and his brand is known. And Jesse said, uh, you know, when you're in shit like this, you don't want a criminal lawyer. You want a criminal lawyer Mm -hmm. a lawyer who is a criminal yeah so I think that's kind of the at least the brand that he has
0: Mm -hmm. I I don't know if Saul is a sociopath or what he is exactly because he he, and and it makes me a little bit scared here myself because there is that scene where he is he gets he gets held hostage and then like he's kind of asking them like what their modus is he th- he thinks that they're like uh these other people but he finds out they're not and he's like oh the ball damn was you how was i supposed to know like that that's kind of a bad sort of weird way and then he kind of sk- keeps talking to him was like wait wait so you're trying to pay me to get him off like why not just kill him like that makes far more sense like <laughs> you guys are being really confusing here like, mm-hmm. this is the obvious solution and honestly that's what i thought what was going to do i thought that was walt's plan potentially was to i mean ideally get badger off right but if not that that if they could get him as an informant then he'd just have to kill him or i think walt's plan was to get him in jail okay clarify me on that whole thing because i'm a little confused with all the plans here
1: Uh, I don't, I don't know what Walt's thinking was. I don't think that was ever explained. Um, I think this is Jesse's employee and his, and I, I don't think either of them want people to die. Mm -hmm. So I think that they were like killing somebody wasn't a solution to them. Okay. I don't, I don't think that was ever on the table. So maybe it's that
0: Walt had a lot of respect for Jesse and Jesse's opinions and his, his friend who, here.
1: Well, who has Walt, who has Walt ever killed? Like, who have they ever killed? There was one guy, it was Domingo. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy by the gas, but that was kind of in self-defense. But the only person that they've ever killed outright is Domingo, as far as I remember, I'm, Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. There, mm-hmm. maybe Tuko would have bled out, but that was Jesse, and that was again self defense. Mm-hmm. This is self defense, but in a from getting caught way, not in a literally life or death fight or flight situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm assuming too much. Well, maybe I'm associating Walt's impetus of violence or his show more with the with, with any actual real action. because so, you're right about that, like. Like when I, I mistook maybe when Walt said no we'll handle it and then kind of gave Jesse the gun, that that was Walt saying hey you know if you got to kill people you got to kill people,
1: mm-hmm. and, and, and th- maybe maybe it was maybe that was you know in the heat of that moment that's what he was feeling but I think that when any time that he gives thought like he ended up reversing on that right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then when he finds out when Jesse tells him that he actually killed him. Uh, At first, Walt's like, "That's not what I wanted. I never wanted that." Like, even though it was heavily implied, yeah. um, Mm -hmm. He was like, "No, I just wanted you to shake him down, like scare him." I don't think Walter wants anybody to die. I think maybe that's something that Heisenberg doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. Uh, But that's my my thinking where he's at.
0: Yeah, I guess that is a good point there because there is the blurring of the lines, right? Between the two kind of aspects. Because I saw, kind of saw that as like Walt going back on his thoughts because he was worried about Jesse getting hurt. But also it's probably just a, a bit of both because Walt doesn't want to see people die. You know, he doesn't want that to happen for no reason. Hmm. All right. So Yeah, yeah so okay, Walt was being more... I, I guess he was having his conscience there. Which is the only reason why he would fork over that money? Because if Heisenberg had anything to do with that, like I don't think Heisenberg would fork over that money for just a, for for Badger, a person
1: he never really met. Even seems. I think they're kind of out of their depths yeah. in this situation because the DEA is involved. Uh-huh. So I think that they're kind of. I think that's why Saul was able to like take control of the situation so fast was because this is nothing new to Saul, but it is to them. So he's in control because of that. I see. And then on top, on top of that, the ending Mm. where Saul finds Walter very easily. Yeah. I think that is the the implications that have, I think is going to be very interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I guess that's the lens through which Saul was able to get an in with them because he saw like this weird fault in their thinking like, like what you're doing makes no sense if you're, like, a real drug lord or, you know, a, a real, like, crime boss here. So, I, I know my line of attack now, and I can completely control this right here, which which he did. So, so okay. like, I, I guess, in a way, his morality was a weakness, uh, him as in
1: uh, Walt. And that's pretty much what Walt said, what uh, Saul said, right? Mm. Yeah. The morality is expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And-
0: and again, my, my thought was salsa, like, oh, okay, so you're in this bad situation. Uh, it, it's, I think the best shot would have been to put him into uh, prison. That would have been the best thing to do from their point of view. And I thought yeah. that's what what was trying to pursue, but it seems like it's not. And so rather, if he was going to be informant, now that threatens Walt and Heisberg and the whole deal... So they he came up with a great way to kind of avoid all of that, all that uh, fruition.
1: I think Walt was fine with him going to prison. You think he was the reason? Yeah, the reason that they faulted on that is because uh, Saul said uh, he. How long is he going to last in prison before he rolls on you? Eventually, he's going to roll because the police are going to continue to put pressure on him. So oh. it's not, it's not an if; it's a when, and that's when Walt's like, okay, that's no longer an option
0: okay so I think that's completing the, the picture then so Walt didn't want him didn't want to kill him or didn't want him to be killed but also mm-hmm. so he was okay with him going to prison a badger but yeah uh that was still a giant risk to them or to, to him yeah and his interests just happened to coincide with Jesse's interests of taking care of his friend uh, and also the the, the Saul's suggestion of why don't does, does kill him when he's out of prison. Like th- that didn't seem good to Walt. I mean,
1: Walt considered it for a second. He did. It, they cut to his face where he was like, and then Jesse was like, no. And then Walt, like, let that be the no. But I think if Jesse wasn't there, it might've been a different story. So maybe Jesse still has some morality that Walt is willing to let go of. Hmm. It's
0: it's something strange that Saul was able to take control of that situation, number one. Number two, divorce his feelings from being taken captive and held hostage and you know almost sentenced to death. And I guess number three that now he's like, Oh hey, this is a great business opportunity like it takes a special kind of person to kind of like t- turn like wait wait like a grave into an opportunity yeah it's really 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 intriguing now i almost wonder if this is going to be like uh so, so the way they set it up here is Saul is going to be the person thinking about like their safety and their legal stuff and how to hide the money and how to do this. Cause he just knows that they don't have any of that shit figured out as evidence. Like where you had the money under a pillow. This, this, like he's going to tell him like how to, how to do this, like how to do it properly. But I wonder if Saul is going to be a collaborator or if he's going to be like a, a string puller, like, or, or if he's going to try to like take control over that
1: organization's
0: you know what I'm trying to say? Yep.
1: He said he wants to be a silent partner. hmm And we got to assume... He he sees the business opportunity here. He sees how big this could be.
0: I wonder where he plays in with some of the other uh, gangs and everything. Because I would assume he has some sort of interplay there as evidenced by him, you know, like apologizing or doing the whole thing when he was being uh, threatened. But I wonder what that kind of uh, interplay there is, and I wonder if he might use that as a front to kind of fight back against them. Like maybe he has a Only whole one way to
1: ex, extra purpose there. Only one way to find out. Mm. It's it'll be interesting
0: to see Saul kind of this. Is that be entertaining? And uh, I. Let's just talk a little bit about the scene where Badger got off. Uh, a bit silly there.
1: Yep. A little bit of slapstick.
0: Yeah. It's it, it's like when I was watching the first season of the show, it was very much like, uh, like, oh, this could have long-reaching consequences. Oh, how are they going to figure this out? Like anything could, like, and then th- sometimes they have scenes like this where it's like, okay, things are <laughs> things are a little bit loosey-goosey here. <laughs> Which they not are. saying it's bad, but you just have to as long as there's a clear delineation between like those parts and whether to take them seriously, if you know what I mean.
1: Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. I mean, Walt literally put himself directly in Hank's face in to get himself off of being in Hank's face. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, talk about hiding in plain sight. Mm hmm. And
0: okay, so I, I would. So, I don't have an issue with, with that plot mechanism so long as it doesn't come back to bite Walt at some point. Because there's two mm-hmm. cop cars there, right? And they're like, oh, well, we saw in this other cop car that this is actually what happened. Jesse went here and blah, blah, blah. Like, th- then it's kind of like you have to take those si- the, like, silly moments very seriously and like overanalyze them. Whereas, mm-hmm. I, if it's a silly, that's great. Uh, I, I'm okay with it. Uh, but. Yeah, definitely a bit of slapstick there, and uh, Batch was just kind of like, You Heisenberg, he obviously doesn't know who Heisenberg is, or it's just Heisenberg, and it sounds like that guy got a cut of it. So, the guy that was going under got a cut of that money, and that's how he's been making a profit. Then, somebody gets out yeah. of jail, but all right, yeah. Are there any other points you could think to discuss? No. all right, so. This was another great, fantastic episode of a show that we like to call Breaking Bad. Now, this reaction to Breaking Bad has been sponsored by people like you. So, if you want to be one of those people, what you should do is like the like button. Um, what's the thing after that? Subscribing? Uh eh, go so Okay. If if you want, you don't have to. I'm, okay, really... Just just be who you want to be. I, I mean, I'm going to get a little bit motivational here. There was once a, a man named Sally. Sally had no friends. And Sally died alone. Do you want to be Sally? No. Fuck Sally. Be yourself. Be you, not Sally. That's all I have to say. This was a great reaction. You guys have a great day. I react, you react. Pepper reacts.